Day one of the first event of the new National Walleye Tour season is just about done. John Hoyer is the defending national champ. We had a chance to talk with him prior to the event, and that's up next. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. The National Walleye Tour season underway today on Green Bay. I had a chance to talk with John Hoyer, the defending national champ, a couple days ago as he was getting ready for the start of his title defense. Great to have John Hoyer back on the show. John's getting ready to start the defense of his NWT National Championship. And, John, thanks for taking a few minutes tonight. We appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, I'm real curious as to how you go about this now. First of all, you're, you're fishing out of Green Bay. I'm assuming as an NWT pro, you have fished Green Bay before? Uh, yeah, quite a few times. Probably like uh, 80 days in my life or 60. Okay, so so you're familiar with the water. Yeah, for sure. So um, presuming this might be a, a first time uh, you're going to fish a, a, wa- a particular water for a tournament, what was, what's your procedure to get ready? Um, well, generally I like to just kind of start with a clean slate and um, really get an idea of, like, what the season is. Because, you know, July is still kind of a transitional time. And, um, you know, especially on the Great Lakes, it really matters, like, how the lake is warming up. Is it a warm year? You know, how have the fish progressed? Because there's, there's kind of like a, you know, there's a seasonal migration um, that just kind of happens on all the Great Lakes. And uh, so that's kind of first and foremost, just, you know, really kind of driving around and just seeing where I'm marking fish. And then in this case, in Green Bay, you know, I'll start working north. Um, because I know there's a ton of fish in the southern basin. It's not really structure-orientated. They're open water. They're not predictable. But when they start getting to their summer homes up north, then they're sitting on specific pieces of structure, and that's when, you know, we start licking our chops or uh, rubbing our hands together because they li- they're basically there for the rest of the summer. Um, so that's kind of the first thing that I do is to just kind of see where the lake has progressed to. And what, what about before you get there? How much time do you spend prepping for the trip? Um, quite a bit. Um, you know, as far as, like, tackle maintenance, this year was kind of an anomaly. We all had so much time on our hands with, you know, quarantine and stuff where, you know, all my tackle was completely ready, um, which is usually a March, you know, phenomenon. And now it was, you know, March, April, May to get ready for our first tournament you know now we're already into july so um just kind of yeah making sure everything is just perfect working perfect you know on the new boat um all the tackle organized and then there's kind of like some preconceived notions of what i'm going to be doing when i get here is it pulling spinners uh trolling crankbaits or you know casting 
you know, a shiver minnow or a rip and wrap or a hair jig or a paddle tail. So it's like I have all those rods ready to go. So when I get on the water, I can just start, um, you know, pre-fishing. How much prep as far as like getting on the web and reading reports and checking things out do you do? Uh, I don't do a lot of that at all. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have some friends out here and they guide and stuff, but, um, you know, generally that's always, they're always kind of looking, you know, most stuff that you see on the internet, there's people looking for, you know, limited eaters for their clients. Um, you know, I will, I will take note of any tournament that's happened recently and just get an idea of like how good, how good fishing was. What was the tournament winning bag? What was the top 10 bag? Um, that kind of, uh, you know, any little tidbit you can get off of that from social media is free information. So I will, you know, consume that um, and just kind of get an idea how the lake is fishing. Yeah, there is a difference between going after walleyes and going after tournament championship walleyes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's kind of a thing that really has, um, I know when we talked before, I was talking about, you know, musky fishing and walleye fishing. Well, um, you know, generally... A Green Bay or a Great Lakes champion uh, or a win, a lot of the times it's literally like five or six or seven bites. Um, And when we go up into, I call it God's country, you know, Door County North, these pieces of structure I'm talking about, you know, a good day of pre-fish, a 12-hour day is like eight, ten walleyes, Hmm. maybe 15. But like a normal good tournament day, you're literally going for like, five or six bites, maybe eight bites. Um, but when you're on them and they're up there, they're like 28 to 31 inches, and it's it's a magical thing, you know. So, um, But, yeah, it, people struggle with that um, catch rate in practice, and it's hard to get confidence when you're just catching, you know, three, four fish in a day of practice. How much? Uh, t- how many days do you pre-fish? Is there, is there a required amount, or can you pre-fish as much as you want? Yeah, we're allowed to pre-fish as much as we want. So um, now that I'm a full-time fisherman, I'm not a carpenter anymore. Um, you know, last year, the success I had, a lot of those tournaments, I showed up like nine days before the tournament. Oh, wow. So okay. I've actually been here for 10 days this time, and um, I don't know. I feel like it. it's extra time for me where in my mind, if somebody shows up for five or six days, it's going to take them two or three days to kind of get a, a feel for the lake, like I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, where that's already happened for me. Um, I kind of know, you know, I ha- so then I have six days of really narrowing it down or seven days where, you know, inevitably it's going to take a couple days to kind of get a feel for it. So um, it's worked for me in the past, and since this year, uh, I didn't have anything else going on. You know, I showed up a little early again. Now, as as a Minnesotan, as a true Minnesotan, the phrase Green Bay just sounds terrible to me. So I've got to get that Packer thing out of my brain and think about the bay itself. It really is a, an amazing piece of water, but but if it can be extremely difficult to fish as well. Yeah, for sure. And I hear you on that Green Bay thing. Um, <laughs> But if you fished it 60 days or 80 days in your life, then uh, it's literally at the top of my list. It's my favorite place to fish. Um, and really, it, that's with an asterisk. That's like all the structure, um, you know, elements of it. There's just so much going on on the lake with current, 
and the way fish relate to current and what pieces of structure they use is such an intricate puzzle to figure out. It's such a challenge um, in walleye fishing. It's really kind of the pinnacle of it. And, um, you know, since I'm a tournament aficionado, I've always watched tournaments my whole life. Um, there's just been, you know, millions and millions of dollars that have been exchanged or won on Green Bay. It's like probably the most historic walleye tournament venue of all time. So, it does have that special place in my heart, and uh, I'm officially over it, you know, being associated with the, the opposing football team. Well, good. You're a better man than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you come out here and fish with me. You'll change your mind a little bit. I bet. I bet. No question. <laughs> <laughs> Much more to come with John Hoyer, the defending National Walleye Tour champion. But up next, it's Lake of the Weekday. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. This week's Lake of the Week is Midge Lake, east of Bemidji, on the way to Cass Lake off Highway 2. For the details, we check in with Andy Thompson, the acting Bemidji Area Fisheries Supervisor. Andy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, let's talk a little bit about Midge Lake. Uh, it's a lake most people have passed several times. Um, what are we going to find in Midge Lake? Yeah, well, Midge is kind of interesting. It's it's bigger than you would think. It's it's over 500 acres. Uh, you can kind of see it as you're driving along Highway 2. Um, it's, it's a very shallow lake for the most part. It does have a maximum depth of 24 feet, but... Most of the lake is only six to eight feet deep, and it has a lot of vegetation. And I guess initially, if you just went out there and drove around a little bit, you might think it wasn't wouldn't be worth fishing. But it it does have some pretty good fishing out there. What are some of the uh, species we'll find on that lake? Well, it's uh, it's kind of evolved a little bit. It used to be a lake that winter killed. Uh, somewhat frequently, um, you know, back um, in the olden days, I guess you could say. And it doesn't winter kill as much anymore. So in the in the past, it was more of a walleye and perch type lake. I mean, uh, excuse me, northern pike and perch, although walleyes were also present uh, because if a winter kill event did occur, we would uh, often stock walleye fry. Okay. Uh, and then uh, in more recently, it's been known for bass and crappies and sunfish, along with uh, plenty of perch and some some northern pike that actually get to some pretty nice sizes out there. What has happened to help with the winter kill? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's a combination of, of uh, things. You know, we got a lot of lakes are, are actually water quality is improving a little bit, and our, our winters are getting milder. Um, with the last couple of winters uh, accepted, of course, but uh, we we have uh, you know shorter duration of ice, and and uh, that seems to help a little bit. Okay, you, you mentioned bass, uh, good sized bass in there. Yeah, uh, it can it can have some really nice sized bass that, that uh, take advantage of a what is typically a, a really abundant perch population. Uh, the perch seem to kind of drive the whole system out there, and the pike and the bass can really take advantage of that. And occasionally walleyes, if if we do 
uh, end up stocking some walleyes on occasion when uh, when we suspect some winter kill has occurred. Yeah, there's plenty of northern out there uh, for certain, and um, despite uh, the high numbers of them, they're their average size isn't too bad. Usually when you get a high number of av- of northerns, um, they're really small, but uh, I'm seeing an average size of near three pounds. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. It, uh, northern pike populations tend to either be the high-density hammer handle type or the low-density uh, quality size type, but uh, this one seems to have a little of both. And it would be a good place to take advantage of the, the new northern pike zone regs that were implemented recently and uh, you could you know you could if you were interested in harvesting some of those hammer handles and then uh, you know maybe take a, a nicer one as well so you get a lot of pressure or not so much uh in the winter i think it gets a little bit of pressure um it used to be targeted mostly at perch and uh, more recently it's targeted at crappies uh, i wouldn't call it a lot of pressure but you know there there's a few houses out there every winter Okay. What about summertime? Is there a lot of fishing on that lake? I I kind of doubt it. Uh, it's uh, pretty, you know, if you go drive into the public access, uh, chances are you'll be the only one there. It's pretty quiet. Um, you might hear the, the highway noise because that's pretty close by, but it's a good-sized lake. You probably have most of it to yourself. Well, that's uh, that's never a bad idea for me. I like that. Yeah, that <laughs> is nice. Um, and you know, when I was, I was looking at the map, um, it's uh, there's a little midge lake there on the southwest corner of the lake. Um, can you get in there, or is it even worth getting in there? I think that that is there's some beaver activity around there, so they might occasionally plug that up. But I think most of the time you can get in there, and that'd probably be a good uh, early season place to find some bass or sunfish you know, on on some beds and something like that where it's a little warmer. Okay. And that's about where the public access is, is that uh, it's close to that inlet. Right. It's right there. Okay. So for those who, who aren't sure what we're talking about, uh, how would we get to the public access if we're heading there uh, via Bemidji, from Bemidji towards Highway, on Highway 2, rather? Yeah. So from Bemidji on Highway 2 traveling east, or actually kind of southeast, you'd go about 10 miles, and then you'd look for Water Lily Trail, which is really just a trail uh, that takes off to the south through some state land, and kind of uh, you're You'd be driving down along kind of like the west side of the lake, although you won't see the lake until you get down to the access. It's a, a DNR access on that west side okay. in Hubbard County. And uh, it's about to, it says about 10-unit parking, but like you said, there might be nine empty spots if you go. That's right. <laughs> it is Midge Lake. Oh, well, let's, uh, uh, AIS situation there, any problems there? Uh, nothing that we're aware of. Um, it's, uh, it's not, uh, widely connected to anything. There's no boat traffic coming from any other lakes. And it's, uh, as far as we know, it's just. Again, underscoring why we keep preaching, even though some of our big lakes have been known to get the, get AIS, we have not lost that battle. We've still got 90-some percent of our waters that are clear of AIS, so keep checking those boats, especially when you're going to some of these places that don't get a lot of pressure and probably are in good shape. That's right.
Andy, you had mentioned walleyes before, but you know, you look at the uh, the re- results of the survey. There doesn't seem to be a lot there. But you've been you've been doing a little bit of stocking there recently, huh? Yeah, um, you know, our our management plan calls for stocking walleye fry in the event of winter kill, and also in in the event that we have some surplus. So we do try to take advantage of those situations. And uh, we did have, you know, we've had a couple of pretty tough winters here recently, and we did have some reports of dead fish in the spring of 2016. So we, we, we stocked some walleye fry in 2016, so those fish would be four years old now. And uh, if, if they survived well, they, they might be a, an interesting target uh, this coming summer and winter even. And then we did also manage to get a few stock walleye fry stocked again in 2019. So might be something to check out. Andy Thompson is the acting area fisheries supervisor out of the Bemidji office. Andy, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson checking back in now with John Hoyer, the defending national champion of the Cabela's National Walleye Tour. Their first tournament is underway on Green Bay. Well, John, I'm sure it's very exciting for you and the rest of the uh, NWT crew to be able to get out there and, and have a tournament again. Yeah, for sure. We've all been crossing our fingers and praying, and, um, you know, we're officially, I guess, what, 24 hours away, a little more than that, mm-hmm. from uh, takeoff Thursday morning. So, um, yeah, it's the it's the stuff you pay the big entry fee for, and... Uh, to get those butterflies and that excitement, it's really, you know, it's the name of the game. It's really a cool feeling. Have, have there been changes to the way things are going to operate due to COVID? Yeah, for sure. Um, we got a big lengthy email that's going to, you know, that went over all the little changes. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, the NWT is really doing a good job. Um, you know, as far as like we're having a virtual rules meeting, then we'll be text messaged our pairings or our co-anglers. Um, they aren't going to actually have any of us across the stage, which, um, they're just going to be weighing our fish. So we'll, you know, drop our fish off, they'll weigh our fish, we'll get our weigh ticket, and then there'll be some interviews with social distancing and stuff like that, um, you know, as the, as the tournament goes on, it's like the top 10 and everything. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a nice thorough email, you know, it's, I feel like it's definitely a politically correct thing and, um. It's the you know the right thing to be doing nowadays. Um, I live in a world where I go out on the lake from sun up to sundown, and I can detach from that that newsworthy stuff you know pretty easily. But um, it's important you know that we all stay grounded on that, obviously, and do the task at hand. Is there going to be a chance? I mean, one of the great things about the you know. Uh, fishing tournament, golf tournaments, whatever. It's it's a gathering of people, like-minded people, friends and rivals at the same time, and, and that camaraderie is important. Are you going to be able to do that at all? Yeah, you know, I'm going to kind of miss that, and I have thought about that, but, you know, other than a little, you know, shot looking over at your buddy at takeoff or your frenemy, I call him, um, you know, we won't, we won't be able to meet at the rules meeting and shake each other down and I like to read, like, nonverbals and see how confident people are, um, you know, so you won't be able to do that. It's just going to be this, you know, maybe one hour in the morning when we're on our boat. So um, that part's definitely missing, but, you know, 
it's 2020 and the fact that we're even fishing a tournament, we got to be grateful for that. So, but I will definitely miss that. All right. So, uh, you take off Thursday morning and it's three, three days of fishing. Uh, two days. Oh, two days. Okay. And, uh, obviously 7am to 3pm each day. So yeah, Thursday and Friday. All right. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I've felt a lot more confident in tournaments before, but, um, I really kind of learned a lot about tournament processing and, you know, strategy. So if I would have had, like today, I caught one walleye. Um, the day before, I caught four walleyes that were big ones. Um, I had a day where I caught 30 walleyes with 10 really big ones. Um, but the water, there's still some really volatile cold water, like, in play here. So as these winds keep going east, then west, um, it's really going to separate the decision makers from the boys. And, uh, so I can like embrace that process now and be confident, way more confident about it than when I first started fishing as a pro where, you know, I'd be kind of scrambling right now. Um, but you know, we got one more day of practice tomorrow. It's going to be really important to kind of, you know, really kind of go around and see where the warm water is that makes these fish happy and want to bite. And, um, yeah, just kind of go from there on the first day of the tournament. Okay. Um, before I let you go, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, fishing in the Minnesota side before you headed over to to uh, Wisconsin. Uh, how was the fish for you uh, on the lakes you normally fish? Well, I was actually up on Lake Vermilion for seven days musky fishing, mm. and um, that lake was definitely shaping up. We caught uh, seven muskies in seven days with a 53-incher, and they're all still out in open water. Uh, but they got a little cold snap, and a lot of those fish move shallow. So, I, of course, I come here to walleye fish, and I see my friends that are still there, you know, 50-incher, 48. <laughs> um, and the cool thing about that is, too, like, um, what happens there is the walleyes then also leave that basin where all the bug hatches are still going on. And once those stop, then they all get on structure, and they're hungry. So... Um, you know, I have friends that were pulling little smile blades or little spinners around like rock to sand transitions. They're catching limits of walleyes to eat too. So, um, I think officially now, you know, Leech, Vermilion, um, Winnie, all those like Northern lakes, you know, should get really good here again. Um, if they aren't already going right now. Okay. Um, are you still doing a, a, a muskie tournament fishing too, or just walleye? Well, we don't have any, uh, I fish the PMTT, and they don't have a Minnesota tournament this year. So um, I don't have one on my schedule. I don't know, you know, our walleye tournaments got pushed back all the way into October now, um, theoretically. So otherwise, uh, you know, I think about participating in that uh, Frank Schneider tournament. That's always a fun one. Oh, yeah. And that's... That's an easy one, too, to do uh, in a COVID world because it really is, uh, it's it's a catch, you know, photo and release tournament, and you can stay very socially distanced in, in, a, in a musky tournament, no problem. Yeah, for sure. I hope they have that because that's like, you know, 700 people with the excitement and the anticipation of catching a musky in a tournament and, you know, being entered to win. I, I don't even know what the prize is this year, but... I think it's cash, but yeah, that's a really cool event. I really hope that it is, uh, happens this year. 
All right, John Hoyer is the defending national champ at the uh, NWT. They're finally getting their season started uh, tomorrow or Thursday and Friday uh, at, at, on Green Bay at Okano. Or, oh, and where is that at exactly? Okano. Okano. I'm okay, sorry. So that's like, yeah, it's kind of west central of the bay, the west side of the lake. Smaller town, I'm guessing. Yeah, it is for sure. It's the first time I think uh, a national level tournament. Uh, been out of Volcano, so. John Hoyer is getting ready to fish. He's getting ready to win, and he took some time to, to chat with us. We appreciate it. John, good luck this weekend and the rest of the season as well. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Kevin. Now we're going fishing. <laughs> Bye-bye, <laughs> Yankee Country.